The coin that was in the machta, meaning to bring the machta with the gecholim, the shovel with the coals, the mizbech aprimi and the hegel for the katoras. And the Gemara brings that according to the opinion of Yehuda, there was no lottery for this machta. Rather, the coin that was zochah in the katoras, he would say to the one that's with him, who's standing to his right at the time of the lottery, with me with the machta. And that's what the Mepharshim explained as well. Though the Rambam writes that the one that was Zohar, the Trumas HaDeshen, he was the one that was Machas that brought the, that brought the Machta in. Okay? Mikomakot, nevertheless. The one that was Zohar in this Machta, not that he would take Machta, Sarkasav, a silver Machta. Va'alo Lorosh Mizbech went to the top of Mizbech HaChitzon. Upinas HaGachalim, Helach Vahelach. He would move the coals from this side to that side. Vichata. Not all, and then he would take with his um, with this mach with this silver machta the gachle esh the coals. Yarad he'd go down from the mizbeach. Ve'erad he'd spill these coals l'toch shalzav into the machta the pan of gold. And umash lo hayachot. Why didn't he just bring the gold machta with him initially? Why does he have to take a silver one and then pour it into the gold one? So the Gemara explains because the Torah is chasa al mamonim shal The Torah has rachmanas on the wallet and the money of Kali Yisrael. Because by stoking and by shoveling with a with a shovel made of gold, you'd burn the gold and you'd ruin the gold. So they'd use silver to shovel it up, then they'd pour it into the gold one. And then gechalam. A kav of gechalam would scatter about because the machta of kasef that he originally shoveled the coals with it was able to hold four kav. The machta of gold that he poured into is able to hold three kav. So one kav automatically fell out and scattered around. He'd sweep them up, la'ama, into the stream of water in the Azar. Ubi Shabbos and on Shabbos. Shabbos is also to extinguish the coals on Shabbos. You can't pour into the stream in the Azara. You can't even move them because they're mukza. He'd cover them up with a, with a psachter. Psachter was a seer gadol, a big kli. Which is half a core, which is 15 sa, which is 90 kab. And had two chains on the two ends. One towards the bottom that he pulled it downward. One towards the top that he held it. Meaning, they'd pull down the ashes from the Mizbeach. Since it was so heavy, there's actually one coin, so you pull it from the chains going downward from the ramp, and then another coin would hold it from above, he'd hold the chain to help lower it down. So that this psach there does not get open, from going down the slant on the ramp, will fall down and everything will spill out, so two kohanim would bring it down. And there were three things that this psach there serves for. So it would cover up the, the coals, that scattered on Shabbos, like we just mentioned. Meaning if a sheretz died, um, you have a dead sheretz, that dead insect, that's in the Azar on Shabbos, to cover it with this pesachter, to cover it up until it gets dark. So the kahanam do not get tummy from it. They can't take it out on Shabbos because it's Muktzah. So they cover it up. Because on a Durabanan Kazoo, even though it's Muktzah, the Durabanan, the Chalam where it goes there, 
even in the base of Mikdash. Normally, there was no there was no there abundance in the base of Mikdash, but something like this, they were gozer. And they would uh, remove the ashes from the Mizbeach, uh, like we mentioned. Okay, so you see the three functions of this Pesach there. Mishnah Rav. Higiyu. Now the two Kahanim uh, would reach. And this one that was Zoch and the Machta. So he'd reach now between the Ulam and the Mizbeach on their way to the Heichal. That's all. Echa, so my grief, I want to take the shovel of Zorka, Bena Ulam, Lumizbeach, and throw it between the Ulam and the Mizbeach in order to make a loud call out sound. And Tilt Jones explains that there were Shalosh Magrifas, there were three Magrifas, three quote unquote shovels in the base of Mikdash. One, she go from Bethesda, and they would shovel up the ashes, like we like we explained, uh, actually back in Parak Bez, Mishnah Aleph. The Achas, one was a Klishir, Shibitsuras Magrifa. It was a musical instrument that looked like a shovel. Shimotzi mine ni'imos harbi was able to play all different types of beautiful um, musical sounds, like learned back in Per uh, Gimel. Viachas of one, which is being mentioned in our Mishnah. Shekashar Zerk, when they would throw it on the ground, it would make a loud uh, noise, a loud call. Um, and it was so loud that in Adam Shomea kol chaver bishalayim, you call him a grefa. Wow. It was such a loud noise that even people in Yushalayim could not hear their friends speaking from the, from the sound of the Magrefa. Sheikhala Magrefa Nishma, the whole ear, the whole study heard it. It was Machosh's name, but like deaf in the ears, until a person couldn't hear his friend speaking. And this call, this sound of the Magrefa clashing down on the floor, would serve for three purposes. The Kohen Shomayas Kala Kohen that heard its sound, and he was out of the Azara Yodeh, he knows now. That his brothers, the Kohanim, are entering to prostrate themselves in the Heichal. He would run and come to prostrate together with them. A Levi that heard this sound, Yodeh, he would know. His brothers, the Levim, are coming in now to the Azara to stand on the Dukhan and to say Shir at the time of the Nisach. And Vuhu Ratsubai, he would come and join them in Shira. And then Verosh Hamaimid. The Rosh Hamaimid shall own them with those standing in the Azara, like Kishlich, like the Shlich, the Shlichim of Kalyasal at the time of the Akrava for the carbon seabor, Hayamid, Kshushame, when he would hear this sound of the Magrefa Esatmeim. He would like line up all the Kahanim and the Bhimaimid that became Tame. Bishara Mizrach at the eastern uh, the Bishar is on the eastern gate of the Azara. And the Farshim explained that the Rosh HaMaimed, this is referring to the Mamuna, the one that was appointed on this. Or the Rosh Beisav. HaYamaimed is a Kohanim, so he put up, he, he lined up the, the Tami Kohanim, shall also Beisav, that Beisav that was serving that day, at the eastern gate, Shakol Nechasim, that everyone enters and leaves through there. And Zmachlokas Amaram, like what was the purpose of this? So according to Rav Yosef, the reason is to embarrass them. Because they weren't careful in becoming, they weren't careful in their tahara, and they became tamei, and therefore once they became tamei, they can't serve the base of mikdash. So they were lined up there to embarrass them that they shouldn't become tamei again. Uh, whereas according to Rava, it was because of the chashad, meaning shlo yachshu b'ham. No one should be choshed. She may shumish lo rotzli batlam and malachtem lo bola bodas with mikdash. Maybe they're just trying to play hooky, and that's why they're not serving the base of mikdash. Therefore, they would be lined up over there so that everyone should know. The reason why they're not coming is because they became Tameh and that's why they can't serve. And the Rambam writes that the Tameim, this is referring to one of the Saras, like a Mitzora, who actually Shvar Torah, he already became Torah from his Saras. 
And the Rosh Hashanah made it, when he would hear the call of the Magrev, he would stand them up at the eastern gate, that they should be repaired to Lizrok, to spritz on them the Dama Asham to complete the entire process.